so if you're listening to this in order, you don't need the concept of Dungeons and Dragons explained to you. We did that uh, in the Dry team. Obviously, we here we are here gathered today, dearly beloved, to play Wet Team. The other half of the season, Wet Team, so, Wet Team, Wet Team. team. What do you team. mean? <laughs> Wasn't it Below Team, Austin? I gave up on Above and Below. Listen, Wet Damn. Team, Wet Team, Wet Team. Uh, from my perspective, it's fine because A and B is just as alphabetical as D and W are. So my file <laughs> management is all happy for this. Yeah. Uh, so for the history of this show, people have gave, given me a lot of suggestions of like themes they want to see. You know, there's the D&D settings like Planescape and Dark Sun. People have like, you know, uh, generic things like, oh, isekai or, you know, sports manga kind of style uh, <laughs> things. Two of the most popular suggestions have been Wild West and Underwater. And for years, I didn't know what to do with either of them. I didn't have like the hook, like nothing in it like sparked <laughs> the joy. The hook, the underwater season. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then I realized that if I combined them, I could have all of the great underwater uh, aesthetics and the uh, cool creatures of an underwater season. Uh, and have some of the uh, social commentary uh, and uh, those sort of themes from the Wild West stuff. Um, and I, yeah, Skitch coined this. I can't take credit for <laughs> what you said in the Discord, which is uh, obviously <laughs> what we've created here, which is, I mean, you do you want to give it, Skitch? I don't want to steal your thunder. I mean, all I can just say is welcome to the Wild Wet. Let's go. <laughs> yes. So, below team, who you're about to be introduced to, are take are gonna have an adventure in the wild, wet, in uh, undersea community where you're all gonna be uh, kind of gunslingers taking down those uh, nerdy whales who wanna harm the simple folk. We're gonna do one of those kind of things. While up on the surface, a team of plant psychologists <laughs> do psychonaut stuff. So, we will see how those interact. Clearly, we're the team of jocks, and they're the team of nerds, it looks like, at this point. <laughs> That's always how it is. So one team always goes one way. Um, but you've heard a variety of voices uh, up to now in this introduction. Let's introduce ourselves. I'm just going to start. I'm Austin Yorsky. I usually dungeon master Dice Funk, the show you're listening to. I'm doing kind of the second half of this one. We're, one of the gimmicks of this season is uh, Quinn is kind of lead on uh, the events. So you've, you've heard Quinn and I introduce ourselves on the dry side, so I won't belabor it. Austin Yorski, Patreon, Austin Yorski everywhere. You can find me. Pretty simple. Uh, let's throw it over to Laura. I'm going to use the icons in the roll 20 to be the order. Ooh. Oh, am I first in your order? You are first in my order, yeah. I'm, I'm last in my order. I assumed, you know, I was last, last priority, but... Uh, Hi, I'm I'm Laura. I go by Laura K Buzz on the internet. Uh, I do a whole bunch of things, ranging from uh, podcasts about video games to videos about how video games should be more accessible to disabled players to books about video game character butts, which are very important. Uh, I am, to my knowledge, the foremost expert on video game character butts in the world, which is very important research. Uh, 
just Laura K. Buzz. I I throw thoughts at the internet and have like ten years of internet thoughts you can go find on various topics. All right. Yep. Uh, Michael Skitchiano. Everyone just calls me Skitch. Uh, I'm easy to find on Blue Sky. I'm actually just Skitch on there. I was able to steal that name before anyone else did, which I'm Ooh. very happy for. Uh, but. Uh, audio music is like part of my passion and on the side most of my free time is spent basically being a production assistant for dice funk at this point uh and uh yeah other than that though you can find me on the dice funk discord server all the time if you need to talk to me about anything just ping me there i will respond or shadow ban you i don't know (laughs) is it me austin do i have to talk now you do damn Hi, my name is Quinn, she, they. I do a manga podcast, which you can find weekly manga recap. I am also DMing the wet or the dry side of this season, so uh, you've heard me there probably. So you don't need to hear any more of me. Just know that I cry a lot, and I'm hey, sorry. We, we need to hear more of you. You're great. Oh, no, no, I don't like being perceived. Perfection, <laughs> <laughs> no. this is the worst. How do I get out of this phone call? Uh, it's like, just like, where's the nearest corridor I need to hide in it? No, if you want to make Quinn comfortable, just be like, you slug, you disgust me. You get back Ooh, in your cage, you little freak. You're, you're flattering me now. Yeah, see. If you want to hear more of Quinn and I's antics, we have a bonus podcast, Spew Punk, for a dollar on the patreon.com slash All these links are in the description of every episode, so they're easy to find. Um, we're going to play some Dungeons & Dragons here. You should know the basic rules uh, from the dry side you had to listen to to get to this point. The whole thing doesn't make any sense if you only listen to these episodes. I mean, I, you could, I guess, derive some pleasure, but I think it would be ultimately confusing. <laughs> Don't be a coward! Don't be a coward! Jump in here! Yeah, one of the kind of gimmicks of this season is that, you know, the underwater characters can't breathe air and the, uh, you know, surface characters can't breathe water. So they're going to have minimal contact except for one location, the gig, a hotel which uh, pierces through the island down into the ocean. Uh, we will probably have spent some time there on dry side so the audience will know about the gig. Um, but outside of that, I guess there isn't going to be much crossover. So theoretically, you could probably listen to just wet episodes if you're if you're a moist uh, for, for friend of the show, and you only want the most sopping wet episodes, but stop! <laughs> stop describing episodes as sopping wet. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, the, at least a damp installment of this show. Okay. Look, I, um, I'm, I'm, I had a thought earlier today about the format of this season, and I have to verbalize it because I'm a player on the season. I can't do it, but I need someone to. Um, you can get, like, MP3 players where you can listen to, like, podcasts while swimming, while underwater, and I want someone to listen to this season, like, go for a nice walk in a field on the above-ground episodes and then go swimming for the for the wet episodes. Mm, mm. That's, that's the proper listening experience. A truly immersive uh, undertaking. Yeah. Um, so, uh, open your mind, Palace, to the images. I'm about to beam into it. Uh, at the edge of the world is a great eastern sea. It literally goes right to the edge of the flat world in this fantasy uh, setting we have. Um, and B.O.B. Gr- was right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Famous one-hit wonder hip-hop artist B.O.B. and Flat Earther. Two-hit wonder at best. All right. 
<laughs> yep. Uh, in this world, uh, we were playing in, there is, it's a flat earth situation. And this uh, sea at the eastern edge uh, has an island floating on it. You'll be familiar with this plant island. But under the sea, there is a great wealth of resources, specifically uh, thermal vents like we have in our world, uh, which have a variety of uh, uh, resources that are valuable. So some of them have healing properties, some are powerful magical components. And one is said to raise the dead when body parts are dropped into it. This makes it profoundly valuable. Uh, people from all corners of creation would love to control the so-called well of resurrection, this deep sea vent guarded by, some say, a completely gargantuan serpent. Uh, but y all of you have come to this uh, underwater boom town. This is very much like in the Old West when people go to, uh, you know, where, where gold was found and quickly throw up a little community and, and then play cards and shoot each other. <laughs> so this sort of vibe. Um, it's a pretty arid land. Like the vents are very valuable, but it's not like a teeming coral reef that's like lush. It's still pretty barren. It's a. You're all um, uh, underwater. I guess you wouldn't be like covered in dirt, but I'm picturing all your actors <laughs> having like dirt on their faces as you you walk around your spurs jingling through the old west style streets underwater. Um, and we're going to introduce your three characters who are currently in media res in the middle of an action packed chase. So all three of you are astride your noble steeds. Uh, well, I should put a, put a picture of the noble steed because what do you think your underwater noble steed is? Uh, I, I have a familiar that could become big enough to be my steed, but I'm assuming that we're using a different type of steed in this situation. Look, this is wild wet season. In my head, the only acceptable answer is big seahorse. We're in the sea, wild west have horse. See, I, that's what I was trying to trick you into saying, uh, yeah. seahorses. Famously, the, one of the slowest fish known, I believe there is a specific, uh, species of seahorse, which is essentially immobile. Yeah, but what if you make it big? Maybe it could go fast then. <laughs> Maybe, but the ancient Greeks thought of a variation uh, called the hippocampus. I'm putting a picture of a hippocampus into the chat. Imagine well, a horse. Well, that is a, that is a seahorse. So I think <laughs> I was correct, Austin. It is a horse that is in the sea, so you're not wrong, wrong. I did say it was a seahorse, and it is. Yep. I, I have an issue with this, Austin. Seedra uh, was one of the fastest Pokemon, so <laughs> mm. I, checkmate science. Pokemon says different. Did Seedra get slower when it evolved into Kingdra? Uh, I mean, look, am I supposed to remember all the stats <laughs> off the top of my head? Probably. What else is in my brain? Nothing. But I don't know that answer off the top of my head. Look, I, I, I am going to nitpick and be like, Hippocampus is bit, a bit of the brain. It's not a horse. But this horse does also have like a galaxy on its underside, and that's amazing, and therefore I will stop nitpicking. This is a great horse in the sea. <laughs> it's a good sea Hello, horse. creature. <laughs> yeah. Hippo is Greek for horse, campus, sea monster. So Hippo, hippo should be Greek for hippo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny, because hip, hippopotamus means water horse. That's that's why they're called that, yeah. Hippo. Yet another seahorse. <laughs> oh, no. We got seahorses. We got seahorse, seahorses, and seahorses. I mean, come on. We got wrapped around the axle very early in this session. Um, 
So all all three of you are riding uh, hippocampi, I guess. Is that the plural? Oh, no. What have I done? Hippocamps uh, at, at breakneck speed, throwing up, uh, you know, bi- billowing clouds of undersea silt. Uh, almost said dust there. We're going to have to adjust our vocabulary. This is why I was so hesitant to do an underwater season because I'm constantly going to have to stop and be like, oh, you, you said a campfire. Fuck. No, you don't. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> is, is this going to be this season's uh, a satellite array, but that's in space. It needs to be on the ground. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We're like, we're, like, we're like out of the gate. We're just already just pissing off all the marine biologists and other oh, experts. I'm sorry. They're going to be so mad. <laughs> Both D&D and I have taken so many liberties. Austin, if SpongeBob SquarePants can have campfires under the water, you can have them too. No one can stop you. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll talk about that if something like that comes up in the future. I was definitely thinking, what if someone casts Fireball, the classic D&D spell? We'll have to, we'll have to all come together and uh, hash it out. But here's where we start. Three riders on Noble Hippocampi uh, chasing three bandits, uh, cattle rustlers, in fact, who have stolen uh, uh, other hippocampi from your community. This is a classic Wild West crime. Uh, we're going to go in order here on the roll 20. Tell me about your your rider, your deputy, who's trying to keep this community from uh, being burgled by bandits. Oh, this means I've got to go first again, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's introduce everyone to Barbella, uh, who is uh, represented in our little roll 20 that we use for organizing the game as Sidon from Breath of the Wild, because the the thing I want to get across about Barbella is big muscles, very little brain. Um, Barbella is just very well-meaning and very strong and very lovable, not much one for thinking. Um, she is a paladin. Uh, we are starting at level five uh, on this side of the, the campaign as well, which I think is where you're starting everyone on dry side. Uh, chaotic good, uh, very very well-meaning, may not think through the, the the ramifications of the well-meaning actions, but the, the, the good intent is there. Um, but I think the most interesting place to start with talking about Barbella is um, maybe mentioning a little... Do, do, is now a good time to mention her deity that as a paladin she uh, she draws her strength from? The mythical rumored great serpent. Oh, the riddle snake. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, dry Barbella team thinks is... it's only a myth. It's it's spoken <sighs> of in whispers. Oh no no no! This is the this fools. is a, this is a real thing. Uh, Barbella met the uh, the riddle snake once. Um, that that fateful encounter led to her gaining her uh, her uh, holy her holy focus, which is a laminated book of riddles. Uh, that can be read underwater, doesn't dissolve. It's a little laminated book of riddles. Uh, because, let's be honest, anything that can come up with, uh, you know, mind-bending double meanings in the way that the, the riddle snake can is clearly a deity worth worship. Clearly a god of the highest order. Um... Uh, I, I will I will introduce you to just just one 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 page of the holy texts to uh, get get you into the into the mood. What do the letter T and an island have in common? Uh, they're smelly. I feel <laughs> like this is you, you teased nope. us in the previous season that these are riddles written by children. 
Uh, some of them might be. This one isn't. This is a water-themed riddle. Um, what do the letter T and an island have in common? You'll find them both in the middle of water. Aww. Fucking mind blown. Very good. Yeah. Um, Bar is is uh, the, any deity that can come up with that is um clearly worth worshipping and that is where her, her paladin abilities come from uh so barbella is is leading the leading the charge no thought for, for for ramifications just charge straight ahead i must inform more people of their crimes and teach them of the ways of the riddle fish all right uh so you're a p- paladin and a triton i believe is the uh the species you are. So there are a number of different underwater creatures in Dungeons and Dragons. We're going to discuss the three main types who exist in this setting. I think an easy way to think of them is being on a spectrum from fish to person. Uh, so there, you can be more fish or more person. I think uh, Triton are fairly smack dab in the middle. You're like a person with fishy uh, attributes. Like I don't know if you want to give too much physical detail, but I'm, you're you're like half fish, half person. Is that fair? <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm still bil- building the uh, the the physical description out a little, and I'm I'm leaving room to uh yeah details will happen as they happen, but yes, she's definitely on the uh if you looked at the silhouette, other than maybe a couple of fins, you know, poking out of a couple of places, most of the silhouette would look humanoid. Uh, it's only really when you get to the head that uh you might start having a few more uh, obvious fins and things going on. All right, uh, and you're also uh, your background is acolyte, which is pretty common for a religious character, and you are have a specific uh, channel divinity, your your oath. I don't know if you want to get into that now, but as a paladin, there's a couple different kinds of paladins you can be, and you found one uh, that's uh, not not in a normal book. Uh, yes. So I I found one that I thought was quite interesting for the setting, which was the paladin of the open sea. Um. Which gets me a couple of little things. Um, uh, I have a channel divinity use called Marine Layer. Um, I can create a thick cloud of fog uh, with a 20-foot radius centering on myself um, to make sort of obscured uh, areas while underwater. Um, And Fury of the Tides. I can enhance my weapon attacks uh, using the powers of the ocean. So uh, I, I I got cool ocean powers. And I believe this is a Matt Mercer original, the Paladin of I, the Open Sea. I believe so. I it's it's one of those. I was looking through the 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 you know uh, core materials. I was just like, now nah, this this one just clicked for me. So we've uh, we've we've got this one for for this season. All right. So one more time: name, class, race, background. Uh, Barbella, Paladin, level five, uh, chaotic, good, uh, acolyte, background, Triton. Awesome. On another hippocampus uh, rides a much more uh, slight in build creature. Um, this is a water genasi. Um, they have like uh, they have like a kind of a wide brimmed hat upon their head. They got like a vest, striped shirt, maybe like pants held up with like suspenders. You know, you know standard stuff. They just kind of look like you know something kind of out of the territory here. Um, and underneath their one of their arms, they have rolls like a, a satchel with rolls of what looks like greenish paper jutting out from it and everything else. Uh, this character's name is Boyce. Though to be precise, the way that the name generator on D&D Beyond generated this character's name was, quote, Boyce 
end quote. It is Boyce in quotes. Uh, this season has been a, a name nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Austin. It's going to get better in a moment. <laughs> uh, no, sorry. Uh, so Boyce um, is a masculine water genasi. Uh, they are a wizard. Uh, specifically, the subclass of wizard they are is the Order of Scribes wizard, um, which focuses heavily on like calligraphy, book work, stuff like that. Uh, I've reflavored it because uh, Boyce's main sort of like job or aspiration in the area is that they're into construction, buildings, uh, aquitecture, if you want to refer to something, you know. Yeah, I think uh, you are the one responsible for building the gig, the kind of center point uh, that connects the two sides of the campaign. Well, yeah, the gig community, the gig economy, they're very much in support of helping that out and building out the underwater structures communities extending out from the gig is what Boyce spends uh, most of his most of their like non-chasing bandits time doing. Mm-hmm. Um, a thing that they have with them on the back of the hippocampus, they have a little... Uh, they have their familiar named uh, Gaudi. It's a. It looks like a bunch of weird angles and such because it is a uh, fractal companion, which is from the Strixhaven Curriculum of Chaos uh, book. Uh, so they have their own like little fractal familiar that could change sizes and density on the fly. It's some fun stuff there. Um, yeah, it's like a. It's got like a missing no kind of. It's like a living uh, yeah. mathematical. Uh, uh, visualization, I guess you would say. Right, which plays deeply into like voices, like interest in mathematics, measurement, building diagrams, and stuff like that. All their spells are basically like, like, well, we call them green prints. You know, they're on this sort of green underwater safe paper and drawn out, and it's all about these schematics and drawings. Uh, neutral, good. Their background is listed as a Strixhaven initiate, but I'm a Quantrix student. But honestly. They could be from any particular school, either up in Arabella, up in this region, up in this new world, or from the older world. I'm not worried too much about that at the immediate. I also wrote down their ages being like mid-40s, so older character, I guess. But yeah, they're Mm -hmm. uh, riding along and uh, uh, maybe not as adept at holding on when these things are going full tilt as Barbella can be. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you said you're like a reedier kind of character who's holding yeah. on for dear life. Barbella is uh, full of gusto. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you were a water genasi. For bringing it back to that spectrum I mentioned earlier, this is like as human as uh, an underwater character gets. Right. I think on the, on this. I don't know if you want to physically paint a picture, but mostly look like a blue person uh, compared to Barbella, who's like a clearly a fish person. Right, yeah, like like their skin could be like some sort of blue green hue. There might be like little like fin like or vestiges around their face. They have gills so they can breathe underwater naturally. Their hair is like seaweed like and kind of long and flowing out under from underneath their uh, their hat, unless they have it up in a in a bun or something. And but they definitely like if you just saw the profile going, you're just like, well, that's just a, that's just a human. You know, <laughs> that's what you would basically think. Genasi are like uh, kind of people uh, descended from elementals, or specifically like the the genies and jinns of D anD. d Yeah, you you don't have to like plan your outfits around fitting the fins inside without damaging them so much. Correct. Yes, uh, we we could I could sneak into you know some some normie store and and maybe get out of there before someone realizes. Wait a minute, this 
they look kind of weird. All right. Um, <clears throat> Boyce, the Water Genasi Wizard Architect. Is there an in-universe reason that your name has quotations around it? You said that it was because of the name generator, but is that is that something uh, that you insist on? Is it on your ID? I mean, I, I will. I Boyce would yes. If they if they were wearing an ID, their their plans are always signed with Boyce name in quotes. There, um, uh, there is an in-universe reason. We don't need to explore it right now, but. Boyce is their name that they go by. All right. Well, for the third writer, uh, imagine the camera pans over and then you don't see anything. And then the camera has to pan down a little bit, has to angle itself a little bit lower to see our third person. Uh, I am playing XX Black Ebon Reaper XX, uh, shortened uh, by mostly to Reaper. I would say like their friends call a call a Reaper, but she has no friends. Um, <laughs> and this is why I wasn't allowed the uh, the joke name I was going to use today. Uh, um, I am. Uh, she is a shadow monk. Uh, she is uh, a Kuatoa, but specifically an Orca Kuatoa. Uh, she is neutral evil as her alignment. Uh, it seems like she is a very dark and dangerous and cool individual. Uh, she mostly just thinks that she is. She's she's maybe not as intimidating as she wants to believe. Uh, but in her mind, everyone around her is pathetic and worthless because she is actually... Uh, the ultimate fighter. Everyone else sucks but her. Um, but uh, she will very frequently learn that is not the case. Uh, she just lives in her own little world, essentially. Uh, she has uh, weird little shadow powers from her monk style. Uh, she wields a harpoon in, uh, as a weapon. Uh, I have vehicle proficiency in water vehicles, so I don't know how, but at some point this season, I'm going to ride a motorcycle in the ocean. Um, <laughs> this character wears a lot of leather and has like a lot of uh, buckles and like zippers all over them. Uh, it, it's, it's a lot. Uh, it's very cool, though. Yeah, I usually recommend looking at the character sheets. Uh, I post them on Patreon. Other people can post them, you know, wherever they want. Usually on Discord and stuff. This one in particular has, let's say, a lot of Easter eggs. Uh, the picture, uh, the physical description. I don't want to give it all away, uh, but you've got a lot going on here. You, I've been living with this character, looking over my shoulder for like five months. I'm, I'm just like doing my dishes of like, oh fuck, Reaper's coming. Oh god. <laughs> Uh, I will note my character is four foot eleven. Uh, that is canonically the height of another character that I'm. I'm uh, let's say heavily inspired by. So yeah, uh, it's, yeah. It's is is this cool. the one that's in the the roll twenty? Uh, no, actually, in the roll twenty, uh, the character being shown is Gang Orca from My Hero Academia, who is the coolest character of all time uh, in uh, design. I was look. I was making a random guess. I assumed it was a One Piece character. No, no, this this is a more beloved character. Think um, 2000s, you know, mm -hmm. right when uh, we were just getting, like, peak entertainment in video games. Also, uh, uh, he's very fast. Think uh, friends see. with the president. He has a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes, he's the ha sometimes has a gun. Not always. Not always. Don't don't make me start singing that theme tune. It, it's in my head now. Uh, you don't need to sing it. I'm currently listening to nothing but a soundtrack of those songs. Um, I should note, I guess, in the scale of uh, human to fish, uh, Kuatoas are much more closely in the fish section 
the most common example we see in like the D and D manuals tends to be like a five foot tall piranha person, basically. Um, I'm an orca, which isn't actually a fish; it's a mammal. But it, you know, we're, it works. It works. It works. You know, what are you gonna do? It looks fucking cool. So you know. <laughs> um, but I would like to note uh, as. Uh, she is riding on her hippocampus. Uh, she is making motorcycle sounds. Like she is going. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, only time will tell whether you are a brave-hearted hero or black-hearted evil. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, hey Quinn, what color are Reaper's eyes? Uh, well, if you go by my official character sheet, I believe uh, crimson, comma like blood. <laughs> yes, I remember seeing that shit. <laughs> um, and her hair is black, comma like darkness. Yeah, I'm so excited for your character's backstory to be revealed. It's my favorite thing. I'm so mad I didn't think of it. Um, but yeah, uh, these are our th- these are our quote unquote heroes. <laughs> we'll find out uh, how oh, they it de- roll. It depends what moral choices Quinn makes. <laughs> oh. There's- there's one other detail about this character I want to announce ahead of time. Uh, on my character sheet, I have noted her flaws. She will try to intimidate most people she sees. Not like I'm going to break your hand against the wall, but she is going to try to big up everyone she sees pretty much. <laughs> yep. So Reaper, the Kuatoa monk, you are, your background is a shade fanatic. I guess we can find out what that means. Uh, <laughs> I think it just means she likes the darkness. Don't just, say, just fucking damn about the darkness and shadows. Like, oh yeah, let's go. Yeah, I believe that it, gave, it gives you a language and it gives you deception, intimidation, and forgery as skills. So that's what that, that does. <laughs> um, but you three are riding on your uh, hippocampi after three bandits. Um, and I'm going to p- put a picture of what these bandits look like, because they are all wearing uh, diving suits, interestingly. Not uh, diving suits the way you may be familiar with. Uh, Kind of old-timey ones. Tell me how this picture makes you feel. (laughs) (laughs) It's, oh, God, we just did the elephant season, man. I mean, just like... (laughs) Yeah, what what if someone was, like, suspending an elephant from the ceiling by their tentacles? Mm hmm yeah, this is supposedly based on a design by Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, like his helicopter, no one can really say if it would have worked, uh, but this is uh, a pretty strange, loose-fitting, uh, eerie cloth diving suit with like hoses on the back. Uh, in our world, they would have went to like an oxygen tank. In this world, they go to like a magic gem, which is casting water breathing on them, uh, but they are completely encased in these suits, uh, you under, you you intuit that they cannot breathe underwater, but they are trying to steal horses. Uh, so uh, you're following them all, I guess. Roll initiative. This is like in the middle of a chase. So uh, unless you have any other ideas of what to do, uh, they are trying to escape. Let's throw that initiative in. Seven, five, 15, 13. Oh no! Yep. They get to go first. Oh, oh boy! Let's oh boy! See. <laughs> oh boy! All right, boys, you're uh, sitting uneasy in the saddle of your hippocamp, and one of the divers turns back to you and uh, throws two spears at you, one after the other, just chucking them in your direction. So to open the season, thirteen and fourteen. Uh, yeah. So okay. So uh, I can say that both of them hit. 
So just you probably need to roll the damage there. I was looking to see if I had any reactions, but no, I don't have any reactions. Okay, you're you're a squishy wizard, so it makes sense. You just uh, immediately get clobbered for twenty damage. Wowies, owies. Well, yeah, that okay. That's uh, two thirds of my health in one hit. Yeah, love the yeah. start here. Yeah, these these are rough customers. Good good thing we got some big brave protectors in the group. Yep. Um, next up is, uh, you, Boyce. <sighs> like, Boyce taking, like, these two, just like, ah, ah, what tarnation, gosh. All right, let's see if we can wrestle these, these little fun havers down a bit here. Uh, uh, Boyce is going to pull out one of the, uh, uh, one of the green papers from their pouch, flips it open, and it's a diagram uh, more or less like a schematic for a patent documentation. It sort of shows a, a projectile flying out and then exploding out in sort of like a star pattern around it. Uh, looking it over, they sort of peer out into the cluster of bandits that we have here, correct? Right? Yep, three bandits riding side by side, kind of the way that your group yeah. is. Yeah, and uh, Boyce is going to try to slow them down, maybe, uh, with a... Uh, with an ice knife, basically. Just like floating out, throwing an ice knife at one of the bandits and then allowing it to explode ahead of the others. To describe the spell ice knife, you create a shard of ice and fling it at one creature within range. Uh, make a wraith spell attack against the target. On a hit, deals 1d10 piercing damage. Hit or miss, the shards then explode. The target and each creature within five feet of it must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 2d6 cold damage. So trying to freeze them up a little bit. Let's do the attack then. Uh, that's a 25 on the attack roll. Definitely hits. Uh, so the person that Boyce threw it at uh, takes 10 damage, and then the group has to succeed on a DC 15 dexterity save. 16. So they will take 4 damage. No, no, actually, no. Uh, double checking here. Yeah, they, they don't take any extra damage then. There's no, like, half damage on a save in this case here. So All right. So the person who threw uh, spears back at you takes an ice knife between the shoulder blades, uh, but then they turn away so it explodes away from their friends. Mm -hmm. And then with and then on that note, uh, let me see bonus actions. Anything I can do there that's fun? Nope. Uh, boys will then just sort of uh, try to keep up pace with the others uh, after throwing out their ice knife. All right. Uh, we're going to move to the second bandit who uh, doesn't have any spears. They all have different weapons. This one has a net and is going to try to throw it at Barbella. Uh, dexterity save as a big like you know net to catch fish opens up in front of your hippocampus. That's a botch. <laughs> oh, we're off to an interesting start. So yeah, the net fully wraps around with you, a botch. You are all twisted up in it. Uh, so you're going to have disadvantage on everything uh, on your turn, which is now. It's your turn. Your first uh, your first opportunity to show off your character is uh, wrapped in a net. Barbella is going to start by trying to get as close to Boyce as possible. Um, Barbella has the ability to impose disadvantage on attacks uh, on, on someone within five feet of her. Uh, so she's going to, at the very least, try and create a situation where uh, some some disadvantage can be applied. Uh, and to continue with that, she is going to cast Compelled Duel on one of these uh, one of these attackers. Um, 
So this is a bonus action. Uh, it can be within 30 feet. Uh, doesn't particularly matter to me which of them. I just want to get one of them stuck on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will need a wisdom saving throw. Oh, these are not particularly wise fellas. They didn't they didn't send their scholars to steal horses. Six. That's not going to do it. Uh, so on a fail, uh, the creature is drawn to me, compelled by my divine command. Uh, so Barbella's going to go, Come back here, you evil ne'er-do-well. Get over here. I'm ready to fight. Uh, for the duration, which would be up to a minute, uh, it has disadvantage on attack rolls against creatures other than me and must make a wisdom saving throw uh, to go more than 30 feet away from me. Um, so... Come, come, come at me, bro. Uh, and that is a bonus action, so I still have my action for this turn. Um, which I'm going to use to attempt to make two melee attacks, because I get an extra attack starting at fifth level, to swing my big heavy anchor uh, twice at the, uh, the compelled to duel enemy. <laughs> uh, so, let's see if this can get around the fact I have disadvantage, because... Uh, you know, I get two of the attacks. That'll even out. <laughs> That's how math works. That's how math works. Okay, so the first one, uh, disadvantage, both of them were 16. So a 16, does that hit? It sure does. And while I'm here, I'll roll the other one. The other one's a 10 with disadvantage. That's gonna miss. Yeah, the, these uh, suits uh, seem pretty rudimentary. They're like cloth, but they are padded enough that 10 is yeah. not gonna hit. That's that's fine. Um, you know, I could have had two hits if they didn't have disadvantage, but I still got one in. So let's roll yeah. that damage. So you're fully wrapped up in this big fishing net, and you just heave up a comically large, heavy anchor and just start bonking. <laughs> yeah, it's like, c come at me. I know that you could just walk around me and, like, go fight someone else. I can't really come follow you that well. Come at me, though. Uh, so that's five damage as I bonk him on the head. All right, yeah, you swing and you just uh, you know hit him in the side. Not not a critical blow, uh, but that seems like a hurt. And a stream of bubbles kind of shoot out from a, a vent on the side of the mask. All these people are looking at each other. They can't talk because they're underwater. Yeah. Uh, but you can see they make some hand signals, like as if to say, you know, go that way. Let's you know let's use the terrain. Um, and we're going to move to the final bandit who extends a hand towards Reaper and sprays a noxious cloud of poison. Constitution saving throw Reaper. Mm, constitution, you say? I do say. All right. Uh, does a 19 succeed? It sure does. Yeah. Poison roils over you, and I guess you just close your mouth and blow hole. <laughs> Uh, so what happens is like there's this big spray of like poisonous gas coming at me, and Reaper's like vroom vroom, then goes to the cloud. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think about this. <laughs> <laughs> unaffected, but when they come out the other side, there are like dark wisps of shadow flowing off of uh, them. At this point, uh, she during the period into darkness uh, uh, cast. Uh, Minor illusion to create this effect, uh, but it makes her look much scarier, I presume. <laughs> okay, as a monk, how do you get minor illusion? Is that for your shadow abilities? Yes, as as a shadow monk, I have learned how to do minor illusions and almost nothing else. <laughs> okay, well, it's your turn. Uh, I've been dreading this for like five months. <laughs> Unleash your character. <laughs> okay, 
So uh, I would like to uh, get up alongside this person, uh, this this writer who tried to poison me, uh, and I will say, "You fool!" and jump over uh, onto. Uh, are they also on a hippo camp? True. Yeah. I want to jump over there and uh, show them the power of my shadow kung fu. all right underwater kung fu is uh, quite an idea i was like what are the physics of this and i remembered magic exists so (laughs) we're all just gonna have to live with it i mean look as someone currently watching um one piece uh i'm aware of the phrase fishman karate exists and i feel like you know this is a similar concept yeah it all works yeah Uh, so i'm gonna do uh, a couple attacks so i start with a crit (laughs) fuck me Uh, then at 10, I'm going to spend a key point, which is the thing a monk could do, to do an extra attack, which is a 19. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. No. I don't even think it's, it's not even that much damage, really. Okay. Uh, uh, da, da, da. So it's 18 damage. Uh, and then I am uh, going to spend a couple more key points. To, I thought so. Uh, <laughs> do a stunning strike on this person. So they yeah. must succeed on a constitution saving throw or be stunned until the end of the turn. All right. Constitution, actually, their best stat. 23. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I was like, for a second, I was like, oh, did I calculate that? It doesn't matter. 23 is going to succeed. Uh, Sh- so Reaper is is going to say... Ah, maybe you're a worthy opponent said to the scum that I assumed you would be. <laughs> oh my gosh. Once again, stream of bubbles, the, the bandits look at each other. Uh, they're like, oh, I don't know if this one's worth it. <laughs> we might we might have got ourselves into some trouble here. Um, as as this uh, race on the hippocampi is proceeding, uh, you're getting kind of further away from town. And you can see uh, in the distance, like uh, streams of stuff coming up off the ocean floor from these vents. Uh, they uh, kind of give off different colors depending on what the vents uh, contain. So there's like streams of yellow streams of green a beautiful and, and glittering uh, you know faint because they come from uh deep trenches ahead of you but uh that that is where you're going it's kind of like to the, the badlands uh outside of town and we go back to the front of the order where the uh bandit who was compelled to duel is going to instead of attacking boyce again is going to peel off and go after barbella who's wrapped in a net and is going to get advantage to to beat you because you're wrapped up. That's going to be 20 and 24. Those both hit. Uh, yeah, those are both going to hit. All right. You take 18 damage as this dude clobbers you over the back of the head uh, as you are fighting. Oh, yeah. That's that's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah I'm... I'm slightly sturdier than, than the, the squishiest party member. Woo. All right, yeah. So uh, th- now instead of boy- each of you having your own bandit, uh, Boyce's bandit peels off to you, and they are attacking you. They actually have, like, uh, riding crops uh, that they're used to urge on the hippocampi, and they, they just start hitting you. The second one's also going to attack. That's a crit and a 20. I think B- Barbella is in trouble. Uh, yeah, those, those are going to hit, I guess. Sure. 21 more damage. I'm still standing. I'm, I'm good. All right. Just two people just wailing on you as you're tied up in a net. It looks pretty rough. Like, you you know, you're a, you're a powerful uh, I mean, look, I've been better, but, but I, I'm not unconscious, which the wizard would have been. 
That's true. That's strategies. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, Boyce, it's your turn. All right. I will say that uh, for my, I guess for my action, what I'm going to do is uh, just use acid splash on the two, uh, on the two bandits that are you know flanking Barbella, just because I can target both of them at the same time. They need to do a dexterity saving throw versus fifteen. All right, here we go. Please be damage. Uh, nine. Uh, damage. All right, so they take eleven acid damage. Um, <clears throat> as boys just sort of. You know, triangulates how to, I don't know, change the pH level of the water immediately around the, the target so they get acid splashed. Yeah, they both get, uh, you know, covered in acid and their their suits start failing. This is, uh, of all the things you could do to them, I'm going to say this is actually double damage because this is clothing damage. The one thing they can't uh, really deal with. One of them has a critical suit failure as it clearly uh, rips open and starts taking on water and this person starts panicking uh they're they're uh out of the fight so they're i'm gonna delete one of the the bandits you have reached an hp point where they do not want to fight anymore they want to live that's if they want to run away you know that's their prerogative they can they can do that uh but unfortunately that's all i can really do with Boyce at the moment there so we'll uh cast it on over uh uh to the to, to the rest of the fight <laughs> Yep, Barbella, there's one guy behind you, uh, just got sprayed with acid, uh, manages to, like, scrub it off, uh, you know, as quickly as they can before their suit fails, but you also bonked him with a big anchor, so pretty, pretty beat up. What do you do? Okay, am I still tangled up in the nets? Yes. Okay, is there a roll I do to get rid of that disadvantage? Um, I think at the end of your turn, strength check last time, let's, let's say, let's say that. Eighteen! Yep, alright, you can hulk out and then paint me the picture of your turn. So, in order to take advantage of no longer being constrained by the net, uh, Barbella is going to use a charge of channel divinity to use Fury of the Tides. Um, so, I'm going to use this on my second of two melee attacks, but what it can do is enhance my melee attack to hit uh, an enemy back ten feet. Um, and if they're pushed into another obstacle or creature, I do some extra damage. So, what I'm aiming to do is essentially, like, hit one enemy into the other enemy. That is oh my. the aim. Um, so let's, let's go for those melee attacks. Uh, uh, 23 uh, and a 10. Uh, 23 hits, 10 does not. So it's going to do four damage, knocking the enemy back 10 feet, hopefully into the other enemy to then deal an additional two damage because of my sort of surge of water uh, blasting them backwards. All right, yeah, so you uh, swing your anchor with such ferocity it creates a column of water, blasts this bandit off his hippo camp. Uh, he like, kind of flows through the water into his ally, uh, and when he, they collide, the one you hit uh, also gets a suit breach. Uh, and is going to try to leave. Basically, they both start swimming towards the surface. They are not dead, but they have reached a, a HP threshold where it is fatal to stay down here. Nice. And then we're at Reaper. Here's one uh, horse thief left. All right. I'm going to launch a series of shadow kung fu at them. So an eight, a 25, and a 25. 25s are going to hit. 
Uh, 13 damage. All right, and so you did uh, 20-something last time, so pay me the picture of uh, what you do here. I guess this is going to be lethal or non-lethal. Uh, this is the uh, first time we're doing this mechanic on the season. So when you reduce somebody to zero, you kind of get to tell me what happens. Okay, so uh, essentially uh, my weapon, my monk weapon, is a short sword, but it's reflavored in this case as a, like a, a harpoon. Uh, and I, I believe Shadow, or Reaper, rather. I have kind of possibly confused those two names. Uh, oh, Reaper. wow. It only took one episode. <laughs> Reaper uh, is doing some, like, very flashy martial arts and then delivers this strike to one of the diver's uh, breathing tubes that just straight up, like, rips it off. And it's, like, clearly, like, losing air. Uh, and they start to try to, like, swim away. And Reaper reaches up and grabs onto like the hose part that's now like leaking air and says oh don't you want to die down here well perhaps i'll show you mercy but you better warn all of your friends about the danger that is xx black ebon reaper xx and their awesome shadow kung fu and i'll release them so they can escape that sounds like an intimidation roll to get the Ab- message. Absolutely. Uh, I rolled a 19, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you're, you're successfully spreading uh, the stories about your terrifying kung fu abilities uh, as this uh, person also tries to escape to the surface, swimming away as the air uh, you know, flows out of the tube that was connected to the, the magic gem, and they're they're starting to... Uh, asphyxiate so all three of them you see them above you panicked uh really trying to get to the surface as quickly as possible as uh the six hippocampi come to a halt and just kind of start looking around to graze they are they are horses mostly uh but you know they have fins and their their back legs are one big tail so you have successfully stopped the cattle rustling they were pathetic yeah, that was a little bit of a threat at the moment, but it looks like we're all uh, we're all still together here. Only a coward would punch someone who does not have these kind of muscles. Like, why did they not come for me first? Am I not strong enough yet? Do I need more muscles for them to see me as a threat? <laughs> I think that they were weak fighters and failed to properly acknowledge who their biggest threats were. Yeah. I'm hoping to be less of hoping to be less of a pin cushion in either case. Uh, huh. Ooh, 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 ooh! Uh, I've, 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 I found another riddle in the in the riddle book, and um, I, I think I, I think I found a spooky one you might like. Spooky, you say? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a. I, I think that I think this one is one you'd like. Okay, okay. okay. Let's try this. Let's try this. What has more hearts than you can count on your fingers, but no other organs? An interesting foe. All of their body parts would be weaknesses. Their vitals. Is it an artichoke? No, 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 no. Oh, I know I don't have a character in the scene. Sorry, I just jumped <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> it's oh, this one was tricky. It's a deck of cards. I, I was gonna say because yeah, <laughs> it's one, it's one quarter hearts. You know, it's a oh, well, not always one quarter because if the two jokers, it's slightly less than a quarter. But yeah, that's a that's a good one. I like that. I 
I fail to understand why that was spooky. Well, I mean, I mean, look, the the wisdom, the wisdom of fearing a thing that has 13 hearts but no other organs but discovering it was merely an inanimate object, it's I I I was I was terrified at the thought of a 13-hearted beast. <laughs> but no, it was a simple jape. I was excited to fight a 13-headed or hearted beast. Well, look, maybe if we look far, far enough, we can find a 13-hearted beast. That This is the thing of riddles. They may, Maybe there is more than one answer, and there truly is a 13-heart, but no other organs beast out there. And if there is, you get first go. <laughs> I think a spooky riddle should be about darkness. I thought 13 hearts was, was pretty dark. They're, they're in the chest. It's dark in there. You can't see in there. I could. I've been Ooh. raised in the darkness. I'm comforted by it. I know how it works. It bends to my will. How do we get these stupid horses campus things back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a- animal handling. Uh, as some of them are starting to wander off uh, in search of good grazing land. Ooh. There's not much seaweed around here. I might be able to help with this. I have a thing called Emissary of the Sea. Aquatic Ooh. beasts have an extraordinary affinity with me. Uh, I can communicate simple ideas to uh, beasts that can breathe water. They can understand my words, though I don't have any special ability to understand them. So I don't know it. Like, I can tell them what to do. I don't know if, if they'll listen to me. They won't argue, but... Yeah, it sounds like you get advantage on animal handling checks. Just that, that sounds... That sounds good to me. You just have the beautiful vibes of an empty-headed <laughs> kind kind of yeah, person. Yeah, I'm just like, hey, 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 that way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Uh, animal handling, I rolled an eight. They, they're put off by your uh, edginess. <laughs> by me pretending that they're a motorcycle. <laughs> uh, I got a nine with advantage. Oh, Boys, boys wow. with a negative two rolled a 14. All right, so the group fails. Can I first say, uh, cattle raiding, also known as rustling, like the thing that these uh, bandits were kind of doing, I looked it up. Some interesting other terms for this in other cultures. In Australia, such stealing is often referred to as duffing, and the perpetrator as a duffer. In Queensland, the practice is known as potty dodging, while the perpetrator is known as a potty dodger. Um, gonna start employing this in my day-to-day vocabulary. You cross me, I'm gonna call you a dastardly potty dodger, and you're gonna be so owned. Uh, so my my failed role here, the way I imagine this, is that Barbella, you know, tries to very calmly tell these ocean horses, you know, head, head that way. And Barbella cannot understand the horse speaking back, but just knows, like, you're, you're telling me to fuck off, aren't you? That's, I see it. Yeah, so the, yeah, so you get a couple of these uh, hippocamps, like the ones you came in on, to stay still, but the the other ones are a little spooked, and they move away from you. They're being difficult, and they start making their way um, to kind of a crevasse at the in the ocean floor. You don't know how deep this one goes, but they're kind of uh, trying to get away from you. They're a little they're a little uh, spooked, and they're getting kind of close to the edge. You see puffs of uh, vent material coming up, uh, like red mist from deep inside the. The, the trench here ahead of you. What do you do? Um, can I roll to intimidate the horses into following my directions as the ultimate fighter? Uh, sure. I think it's... Yeah. All right. Here's the character. 
16. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you can use your intimidation to spook it away from the uh, the crevasse. Uh, so I think one of them like comes r- running away from you as you, you know, kind of do like a sheepdog thing where you like chase it away. Um, well, what about uh, Boyce and uh, Barbello? Let's say there's uh, two more hippocamp uh, unaccounted for. How, how are you wrangling them? Uh, I have an idea. Um, I, I'm going to use a decently chunky spell level for this, but it's it feels like a good fit for the thing. Um, I'm going to cast Wall of Water, which I get to do once per long rest. Um, I can conjure a Wall of Water uh, at any point I can see within range that could be up to 30 feet long, 10 foot high, 1 th- foot thick, um, that I can... I the, Because we're underwater, I think the, like... The way I'm picturing this is like churning water, so it's still a sort of difficult to progress through barrier. Um, with the intention of creating like enough of a curved direction to be like, okay, they're not running off the cliff now. We want them running this way. Yeah, perfect. You create like impassable churning water to kind of uh, block the you know egress, and uh, it kind of t- turns back to you, and you can you know grab the reins and pull it back. So uh, one more. Is on the loose. Part of it's like, like, can I have the familiar try to like do something to communicate there? But it can't speak, so unfortunately can't communicate. All right. Um, I, I think what I want to do is this is still going to be like a check, but I'm also would like to use the spell uh, cantrip mold earth to try to move the environment around the beast to uh, the around the hippo camp to get it to go in our direction as well so i could just do like an intelligence check of some sort for that to try to cast the spell well in that case oh yeah how about a nature you got it that would be a 19. yeah perfect you you can tell me how this works uh with uh, molding the earth and uh using your familiar to take it take you know use of the knowledge that you know about uh nature here yep so like what what happens is that like boys kind of commu- communicates with Gotti and like in some hushed whispers, then it sort of slithers or strides on out. Its shape is mutable. It's 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 modifiable. And as it leads the hippocampi around, if it starts getting closer to the edge, Gotti is able to sort of use mold earth to sort of bring up a wall that's high enough to deter the hippocampi back in. And once uh once it's able to get closer, it's able to kind of rejoin its brethren and calm down a bit. All right. Can I get constitution saving throws from all three of you? Uh, sure can. Uh, yeah. Seven. That's a 20 for boys. 21. All right. Only a Reaper breathed in the red mist coming up from the trench. So you are going to take... A little bit of damage here. Uh, five damage as you feel kind of a burning as you uh, kind of cough a little bit. Uh, you, My you character thought they were breathing in like cool crimson energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't know if you want to talk about that or explore that. But yeah, when you got close to the edge uh, and you were intimidating the hippocampus, uh, just uh, something came up from a vent and you breathed more of it in than anyone else. So that's what happened. Five damage. <laughs> Pathetic ocean trying to suffocate me. You will rule the day. <laughs> What's in that anyway? That's a good question. I wonder if I've seen... Has Boyce seen one of these partic- this particular 
uh, export from the uh, event. Uh, so, yeah, you've seen a number of different vents that you know some of them are very valuable, but uh, you would need to roll medicine to know the particulars of this uh, substance. Okay, well, what would a 19 tell me about it then? That would tell you a lot. Uh, this is actually a very valuable spice. This is like, a, you know, a, a saffron or a, something like in the ye olden times when people would go to war for cinnamon and stuff. But, you know, like the cinnamon challenge, you can't just be taking full lungfuls of it. So you don't think there will be any long-term uh, damage to Reaper, but she, she just took the cinnamon challenge unawares, so... Yeah. When when asking what 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 was in there, uh, it took everything Barbella had not to just answer red. There's red in it. <laughs> yeah. So bad red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like boys would say, well, I can't say for certain what this is precisely. It just seems like a particulate matter, a bit of a cloud there. Uh, I'm feeling otherwise, Reaper. We. Feel okay? I have the ultimate lungs, so I shall be fine. I've honed my body to perfection. No ocean can kill me. Well, this ain't necessarily from an ocean, per se, but that's good to hear. Gosh, I gotta document this stuff down. Maybe we can make some use of this back in back the community. About my ultimate lungs? No, no, no. Your, your ultimate lungs serve a different purpose. I'm talking about this Red substance, whatever it is. Maybe I can get a sample to take home. Just a second here. Saffron costs $5,000 a pound. I just looked it up. So that, mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff you're dealing with here. People on the surface will uh, you know, pay an arm and a leg if you, get, if you control this vent. And this isn't even one of the premium vents. As I said at the beginning, you're all well aware. One of them is said to raise the dead. So... You say it's said to. Do we not know for a fact it does that? I think you, Barbella, as a worshipper of the Riddle Snake, uh, have no doubt in your mind. I think it, the claims are so outrageous, though, that many people think it's a myth. Um, I think we know okay. from above team, it's uh, from dry team, it's definitely not. Their whole thing is determining who gets brought back. So, But I, I think mm. there will be characters who will speak of it uh, as if it's not 100% true. Okay, yeah. Uh, so one of the items in my character's dungeoneer pack is a water skin, but like, obviously I wouldn't need a water skin if I'm into water. Can I have some kind of like vial that I can like reach out and like try to get a sample with? Absolutely. In fact, can I get, uh, investigation checks from all of you? Uh, just, uh, you know, comb the scene here. Let's say what this stands in for. Uh, sure. That's a crit from Boyce. Wow. Ten. That's an 11 for, for me. The dumb side's not going to add a lot to this. Now, above average, so the, the group passes, which means you get what you want. Uh, Reaper, you can it's, have a... It's definitely red. It's definitely red. <laughs> Reaper, you can collect some of this event spice. Uh, it doesn't have a name yet. Uh, you might be the first person who's ever tasted it. Uh, and you can have some of that. And I don't know if it'll come up, but, uh, well, you know, this, we're discovering the story together. 
Uh, okay. So you collect some. The crit, though, boys, I want to give you something even more, which is while you're looking around, you're kind of gathering the hippocampi, you see uh, one of the, the horse rustlers uh, drop some personal effects. Like they had, uh, you know, belts on where they were keeping their spears and their uh, their riding crops and stuff. And one of them had like a bag. And with a crit, I'm going to give you everything here. Uh, you see inside uh, there are some basic tools, uh, not just weapons, but things for like, uh, you know, cutting through security. Uh, they have some l- little uh, trinkets and stuff. This is like how they got past, uh, you know, the ranch hands who were supposed to be watching these hippocampi. And a mysterious brooch. It's like a pin that is in clearly in the shape of a yellow banana. Okay, I'm sorry that down on my notes here. Pin in the shape of the savannah, but no, yellow banana here. Okay. Yeah, that seems strikes you as pretty odd, but it seems relevant. Uh, I'm using my DM voice here, being like, "Hmm, you found a mysterious pin." It's a now. I know it's a bad idea for me to check, but could my character try to uh, acknowledge if there is some kind of a fruit-based uh, faction or something like that that this might belong to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that this is a classic history check. Mm. Fruit. So food. I got a two. Mm. <laughs> I just believe there's a powerful fruit warrior out there. <laughs> there's boys. Uh, that's a 22 for boys. Yeah, so the group passes above average. Uh, so once again, Boyce, you find the yellow pin and you can show it to the others. You got the highest roll, the 22. I think you say you've seen this before on other people who have come into town uh, and caused trouble. You think this is uh, the sigil of some kind of group. Uh, you don't know necessarily uh, too much information right now, but uh, this leads you to believe this, these aren't just randoms who just decided to do a little crime. There's some kind of organized uh, attempt on your community. Uh, Barbella, Barbella is uh, flipping through the riddle book uh, to try and find some insight that might help us understand this faction. Uh, and she finds a page and opens it up and uh, goes, Why did the banana go to the doctor? <laughs> wow, I'm already excited about this character. <laughs> Was their skin peeling off? Uh, because it wasn't peeling well. It wasn't peeling very well. Does that help? Uh, they maybe not peeling No, well, well. These, these pins won't peel well because it's hard to really get purchase on the enamel coating that's being used on them. Oh, well, I maybe they need a doctor. They're coming down here. They're not peeling well. That's why the banana. Well, if they come in town, I'm... Every time they've shown up, they've given us a bit of trouble. And before we can even get some answers, they, you know, they give us the slip. And that's always... Makes it hard to figure out what they're doing or, more importantly, why they're <laughs> yeah. doing it. Uh, I want uh, Reaper to walk up to uh, Barbella and kind of like pull on your armor like a child (laughs) and just say it sounds like this banana person in your story is weak if they are feeling unwell and have to go to a doctor is that correct? I mean that's that's what I'm that's what I'm getting they should do more training and Reaper's just gonna stare ahead as though they have said something profound. <laughs> Reaper's great. <laughs> All right. 
I think you all kind of mount up. You all have the the hippocamp you're riding on, and also another one you can hold the reins of and slowly go back into town. It's gonna it's gonna take you a while. Like I said, you're kind of on the the badlands at the outskirts, uh, away from the gig. You can probably see it in the distance as you get closer. It is if there has been a you know a spear thrust down through the floating island above. Uh, and uh, all the people around here can swim up to it and enter the bottom of the hotel. Uh, but this is, you know, kind of the center of life around here. Uh, one of the chief problems that this uh, kind of uh, new town is having is that there aren't a lot of great places to live. Uh, one of you is an architect, so maybe that will come into play. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't make any sense. Anyways. Yeah, in a lot of underwater media, there's like two ways to go. One is just like completely opulent uh, city as if it was above water, which, uh, you know, just transplanting big buildings down. And the other is like living in a kind of active coral reef, which is beautiful, but it's not really the vibe we're going here for in the wild wet. So I don't know if you want to speak as the architect to like what it looks like, this this city. I think right now we can all play in the space as well as... uh, You know what your characters are saying to each other, but yeah, what what is as you're approaching the town? Um, and everyone is free to just throw ideas out here because I like just the one of the notions I have is that because of the world that we came into, not having a lot of resources, kind of from the get go, that a lot of the resources that we use to build. Um, structures are kind of like found items. So an option that Dan actually suggested that was a good point of reference is like whale falls. So like if a larger creature entity dies and then sinks into the water, then its calcified remains could be used as a building resource, whether that is ships and vessels, whether that is just effectively large enough things that could sink down into the water and things like that. So I imagine there being kind of a, an eclectic appearance to a lot of the buildings and such that we have in the community. Oh, I, f- I feel like I know what I want one building in the community to be and be made of, if I could throw a suggestion out there. Um, the Church of the Riddlefish is made of a calcified uh, section of a shed riddlesnake skin. Oh, damn. Excellent. Perfect. Yeah, I don't know what portion of the snake it is. In my head, it's like it's it's just like the head portion of a shed skin from the riddle snakes. It's just a big snake head. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I like yeah. the I like about the particulars. Like, if one of the dry people is like, "Is the real snake real? How do you explain this?" Checkmate. <laughs> yeah, uh, and for a bit of flavor, the inside of it is largely just post-it notes that have um, Barbella's attempt at making up her own riddles. <laughs> Uh, as a form of Aww. worship, which um, I can give you some examples. They're not quite up to the riddle stake standard. Um, a lot of them are like drafts with like scr- scratched out sections that read things like, What did seven say to six? One, two, three, four, five, six, eight, nine? And then it's all sort of scr- scratched out. It's like, No, that's not. That's that not doesn't right. work yet. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta workshop that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this may be where the resource kid ri- kids write jokes comes in to this season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about uh, the other two of you? I assume, Barbella, you have a room in the, the Church of the Riddlefish. What about uh, Reaper and uh, Boyce? Are you, you sleep at the gig, or do you have a, you know, a cave or a burrow or something else? What's going on? As uh, abused as I would be, or at least like 
uh, where I think Reaper would like be like, I live in darkness. I'll just live in a cave. They absolutely have a room at the gig and it's rather comfortable. <laughs> they just act as though <laughs> they have hardship. They're just like, yeah, I, I survive off of the cold. But then eventually like, like oh, it's kind of dark and I'm going to go home and get a nap in my comfortable bed. <laughs> yeah, you you don't live inside a giant snake head like a cool yeah. person. I, I just like the idea of like someone saying, like, "Yeah, I just upgraded my bed. I made it a little bit more comfortable by adding broken glass all over it." You know, it really it really brings the room together. And they go back, it's like, ah, oh, comforting bed, perfect sheets. You know. Yeah. Oh, they just laundried these. Excellent. Perfect. <laughs> Excellent. Now, this is an interesting question. Do you sleep in the bottom of the gig that's underwater or the top of the gig that's on the island? Because it actually has a kind of like two tiered structure so that like underwater people can exist comfortably and, uh, you know, surface dwellers can exist comfortably. And I'm picturing we talked a little bit this on, on dry side. The uh, the surface part of the gig is like pretty classic, pretty art deco. And the underwater part, just because being underwater has a lot of, uh, you know, you've seen barnacle covered uh, docks and so forth it has a more wild west feel it's like less pretty and it's more difficult to maintain because of the corrosive effects of salt water uh actually that is a very good question i think uh reaper actually stays on the top side uh primarily because well i should say primarily on one hand it is the more comfortable location to stay at and i do think they prefer that but also they are here because they want to have someone resurrected at some point, and that is a good way to keep uh, in touch with where they are sort of in the queue for it. So it's an opportunity to get information that way. Oh, yeah, I like that. So you, you enter through the bottom. There's like, a, you know, one of those uh, moon pool things that you can climb up onto a, a, a loading dock and then up a staircase into the antechamber where we talked about there's like a bar and there's like a robot uh, bartender. And you, you just like check with him and he's yeah. like, hey, any updates on the queue? Yeah, where am I at? <laughs> and the robot's like. Oh, same as yesterday, Ms. Reaper. <laughs> Is that what she sounds like, eh? <laughs> Someone's been playing uh, with uh, my voice module. Oh. I could have sworn that they had a particular laugh. <laughs> my laugh my laugh track is in the shop. <laughs> my laugh module's on the fritz. What are you going to do? Yep. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, Reaper will do that. I was going to say, as for Boyce, I would assume that Boyce lives more outside of the gig, kind of within the community. Um, not necessarily as like, I think in part because they want to live within the area that they're working to get a better feel for what they can do to build uh, newer homes and such. Really, the bigger problem with is just a limitation of supply. So they're, they have a little, little home, a little home in the area there, maybe on the second floor of one of the merchants or something like that something like that they have their various green prints kind of plastered all over the walls there's like a picture on a bedside table of Boyce with some other person not foreshadowing uh, <laughs> and a little spot and like a little bed almost for um, Gotti to be able to like curl up and rest on also I just got to say this as an aside Boyce's familiar has 27 hit points which is almost as many as Boyce has himself. <laughs> so Boyce's familiar is uh, almost as sturdy as the wizard. 
Yeah. <laughs> I just find it very funny. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway. I've, I've just realized I have almost enough healing to give you a full healing from zero to full <laughs> on your character. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, Boyce is a wizard. Okay, it's very squishy. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's kind of where they are. That's where they live. And uh, a lot of their time, they were kind of moseying around the community to get a feel for how the buildings are and what can be done to sort of make new structures. Well, so what do you all do? So you you, you stopped the uh, the horse rustlers. You bring them back to the ranch. Uh, the people wave at you. Uh, pretty much all of the inhabitants of this town are one of the three main aquatic species we discussed: Triton, Genasi, and Kuatoa. Uh, so you know, fish people, fish people, and people. <laughs> so uh, you know, you're just walking around. They're waving. They're saying thank you so much. Uh, and what are you all doing? What's like a normal a day in this town? So we, we know a little bit about your responsibilities as uh, you know architect and acolyte and uh, martial artist, I guess. <laughs> uh, but before we get far enough into town for people to see us, um, Barbella is going to uh, lay one hand on uh, boys and heal uh, thirteen HP uh, and heal uh, twelve on herself. Uh, just so that, like, we look a little less beat up when we come back into town, so we keep the uh, the appearance of yeah, that was that was nothing. We're we're unfazed heroes, uh, sort of image going a little. Just a little like tip of the cap. Uh, thank you kindly, of course, from uh, boys for that uh, as they ride on in. I actually had a thought that if while we're hurting things around, that Gotti could be involved with like leading one of the hippocampi around. But yeah, we stroll on into town looking, you know. Awesome as we as we are. <laughs> uh, Barbella is making sure to do some muscle flexes on the way into town <laughs> to be like, yeah, look at look at these. <laughs> I can only describe Reaper as doing the uh, Vince McMahon walk, which is like the uh, outrageously elaborate power walk. Yeah, uh, she's just uh, kind of saying out loud, like not shouting, but saying out loud, like I really scared off those bandits. Told them to fear XX Black and Reaper XX. I don't think they'll be bothering us anymore. That walk is powerful, leading with the elbows, practically. Aww. <laughs> Might tear your quads doing it. Uh, for Boyce, I mean, the responsibilities for the most part are conferring with people who might be, for example, living in the gig while they're waiting for a place to be built to find out, like, what their requests are that, that, uh, that uh, boys can amend, uh, can com- accommodate, while at the same time checking on properties to sort of make sure that they're all structurally sound. We don't want anything that has like a sort of ocean violation happening here. So you fucking bitch! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna drop that on you, Austin. Here, Cosmic Sarah drew boys with a hard like a construction worker's cap for that exact reason. So. Uh, now see, Barbella, by by comparison, I think, um, you know, as as a paladin, you know, part part of the role is being there for uh, you know religious insight given via the medium of riddles and such. Um, part of it is she got big muscles. She's going to help with you know just manual labor around the town. Uh, we we have an architect. Architect's going to need help lifting heavy thing to to make architecture. Um, I think Barbella also does a little bit of help making sure, like, that once these uh, bits of architecture are made, they're, uh, 
you know, kept in good, solid order. You know, they, you don't want them getting um, getting riddled with sea termites. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's going to be like this, huh? <laughs> it's going to be like this. <laughs> but, yeah, she's big and strong and she helped she help build stuff. I I don't I can't say how my character is treated in town because I feel like it'll be best responded by how my intimidation checks go with most of those people when they first meet them. So uh, I'll simply say that Reaper uh, spends a lot of her time just kind of muttering about how cool she is to herself and like sort of shadow boxing and things like that nature. She doesn't have a job outside of being the sheriff. That's so any spare time is just time to train. Yeah, so this is a, this is important because uh, Barbella has her religious obligations and Boyce has the architectural obligations. You were here for a selfish reason, as established. I don't, you don't need to get into it now, but you did mention why you were here, and it is not to help the community. Yeah, uh, Reaper does not have any affection towards this town. This is all a means to the, uh, an end. So she is probably just doing like exercise routines and then in between sets like really going off about how fucking cool it was that she scared those divers away <laughs> oh i do want to establish one more thing about barbella that, that is now canon um if she's gonna go help with like you know someone needs help with like a piano moving or something and she's doing a big muscle stuff <laughs> she's gonna leave half of a riddle in that person's house just just a riddle without an answer so that people are going, what the fuck is the answer to this? And eventually they have to come to the, the riddle church to be like, I just need to know what the answer to this stupid question is. Wow, it's, a, it's, a, it's an innovation in proselytizing. Exactly. Look, I put the question out there. If you come to religion because I asked a compelling question... Mm, that's 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 it's, a, it's a chaotic good treatment of chick tracks you know what i mean just like <laughs> is that be, so tell you you're gonna be put into damnation it just says what what would happen if you get put into damnation it's a riddle it's actually funny no, look it's it's nothing that ominous it's it's just stuff like there is one room in the house ghosts will not haunt what is it question mark well now i gotta know well, you gotta come to the you gotta come to the Riddle Church to find out it's the living room. Oh my God, that's that's how they get me. <laughs> that's how they get you. You needed to know. Now There's, you're there, now there, you're there here. Obviously, has been multiple times where Barbella has done this to Boyce. Like Boyce will ask Barbella to help out with some project, <laughs> and and then, and then turn around, and then there's just half a riddle like taped onto <laughs> got onto uh, Boyce's familiar Gotti. So it's just like. Okay, I gotta go pay my visit here. <laughs> Just... I'm converted. I'm actually a, a zealot now, and I'm gonna start persecuting other religions because the riddle snake is the only thing that matters. <laughs> I mean, look, the riddle snake is the only one, you know, this, this, this uh, amazingly divine. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's definitely real. You live inside its scales, so. Yeah. It's it's the most real. <laughs> it, I have I have a book from it. Uh -huh. All right. Uh, so as you all go about your you know next couple of days, I think eventually you all receive a message uh, calling you uh, to the school. Uh, you know the the uh, bartender or like the receptionist at the gig will pass you a note. Reaper, uh, someone at the church will say, "Hey, the school's looking for you." Barbella, you know, someone will drop off some blueprints for Boyce and say uh, they're looking for you down at the school. So all of you uh, are going to make your way over there.
At the school, eh? I hope I get to beat up some children. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta establish dominance on step one. Those Uh kids will just take over if you allow them. Uh, so we've established, uh, the gig is like a big hub here. There's some, uh, place, people who live in like caves and burrows that naturally occurring. Uh, and then there's the, the church of the riddle fish. Uh, what is the structure that is the seat of government in town? I think this is a boy's question, but anyone else can get their hand on the ball. You're going to go see the, the person in charge, not quite the mayor, but let's say the equivalent. Yeah, I'm not even going to try and get my hand on the ball of this. Barbella has no understanding of the politics of the town. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I would like to think that it's like some, like the shell of like some giant sea turtle or something that passed away some time ago or something. Uh, like a large sort of structure like that, yeah. you know? I, I like that because it's it's naturally got multiple entrances and exits. It's, it's not, you know, a funnel of a shell. <laughs> the, the turtle does? Yeah, tur- turtle shell. It's gonna, a big turtle shell is going to have multiple ways yeah. in and out. Yeah, different, le- different leg openings in the one in the center there. So it actually works in the center node of the town as well. Yeah. 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 So there's this big empty turtle shell. And um, on top of it, there's a, a big sign that says, Welcome to Zolfo. Z-O-L-F-O, which is the name of this town. Uh, we never named the season in Dryside. Uh, because I believe the island is just nameless. Yeah. Quinn? Yes, that is correct. The uh, island itself uh, doesn't have an exact name. People do sometimes call it things, but that's exclusively people who come to the island. Yeah, so it's just the island, which I guess could be the name of the season, but uh, I, I was trying to think of, do we name it after the town? Do we name it after the island? Do we name it after the ocean? And I have settled after much deliberation on the name Zolfo for this. And uh, this big turtle shell is the seat of government here. uh, And the governing body is the school. Uh, Dozens and dozens of fish people who talk incessantly over each other, overlapping, running around, spinning in circles. Uh, It looks like the trading floor of uh, Wall Street. Uh, Everyone's got papers. Everyone's yelling. It's impossible to uh, get your bearings (laughs) because there's – 30 fish people in here, Kuatoa, Water Genasi, and Triton, all talking at the same time, being like, no, 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 we need to we need to raise the, 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 the threshold for the municipal water supply to food at the same time. Oh, and it's no. just a complete <laughs> cacophony. Okay, Barbella has a plan to, to get everyone to shut up for a second so that we can get everyone's attention. She is going to very loudly shout... What's the wettest and coolest letter of the alphabet? <laughs> All right, performance check to see if you can uh, pierce the noise of the school. Uh, performance, cool. Yeah. Four. <laughs> uh, nope. Or, uh, objection, objection. Is that the bylaws state that clearly you know it's the same day thing, but it's two weeks' notice. Okay, well, that failed. Uh, Barbella is entirely out of ideas. Uh, Reaper is going to go up. I assume there's, like, some kind of podium or some kind of, like, central point. There is, uh, but there are three different fish people wrestling for it. Uh, I would like to uh, leap on top of them and shout to the council, Everyone shut up! Someone summoned me, and I want to know Why? All right. I think you're angling for intimidation again. Did you take proficiency in this? 
No, I mean, I did, but I have no points in charisma, so it's just the plus three. I did roll a 12, though, so that is above average. Yeah, I don't think you you calm the whole school. I think enough people pay attention where you can get some information, but th- this is still extremely chaotic uh, inside this turtle shell. So this is this is the governing body of Zolfo. It's just a thirty some odd uh, incessantly chattering fish. Can uh, it be noted that since I was like some only somewhat successful, uh, several of the fish that are still trying to talk at the podium are like still grappling with me, and like I'm just slowly <laughs> like sinking into the fight yeah. with them and getting entangled, like just poking my head out to talk at some points. Absolutely. Uh, so the, in this whole scene, uh, we see uh, Barbella is dejected because no one will listen to her riddle, and uh, Reaper is kind of f- fighting to stay above the 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 shoal as you are like uh, almost like it's sinking in quicksand of people. Um, Boyce, uh, what's what's your kind of uh, approach right. here? The first idea I have is really bad. It's not going to work. The idea of putting in some sort of procedural motion to get everyone to shut up, like engaged bureaucratic uh, bullying on them <laughs> to get them to calm down, to hold their horses, as it were. Sure. I mean, it sounds like a persuasion. Well, that, let's see how well this goes. That's a nine. That's not going to do it. Yeah, no, I think you start getting up in a, there's like a sardine man's face and he just kind of pushes you away and you, you trip over, uh, you know, uh, so a kuatoa that's like some kind of flounder and you just are washed away in a sea of bodies. <laughs> Boyce like passes by as Reaper sinks into the crowd. Just unintentional crowd surfing, huh? Yep. Uh, so with your success, Reaper, you're going to hear enough of what you were summoned for. Uh, a bunch of people talking at once, trying to tell you. Uh, they tell you uh, the the Homerid, Homerid family, family, out, out at the uh, the crevasse, crevasse, missing, missing. Please, please, find, find. Do they have a name? Yes, yes. Name, 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 name. Uh, Capehart. Uh, I'm going to shout that information back to my compatriots and just be like, there's a missing homerid family by the crevasse, the K-parts, I think. Hey, shut up, shut up. And like, I'm going <laughs> to nudge one of the dudes that's right next to me. It's hard to hear. There's all these pathetic worms in my way. Yeah. <laughs> Bose is like flo- floating on top of the crowd on their back, like writing down this information while Gotti's like parked on their chest to keep from being like swept away by the crowd. Yeah. So I don't know if you all know what homerids are. Uh, I know. Yeah. Do you want to tell the class? Crab people, crab people. people. <laughs> Yep. They're like the lobster, you know, crustacean sort of uh, race from Magic the Gathering. They sure are. Um, so, the, yeah, these people aren't in the town. They have apparently moved out to a vent and staked it out as their own, the way uh, an old-timey gold prospector might have set camp at a, a gold vein and, you know, b- bitterly guarded it and, you know, kind of went a little silly <laughs> back back in uh, those times. And that appears to be what's happened here. The Cape Heart family of homerids uh claimed event and then uh disappeared what 
I love these guys so much. I fucking love Homerids. If Reaper <laughs> dies, I'm playing a Homerid. I'm just letting you know now. <laughs> I think you literally said to me like a couple months ago, you just said to me, like, what if I play a crab? And I said, I already got so many crabs planned. You have no idea. <laughs> there could be more. There always yeah. could be. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yep, this this is your mission. What do you all do? As you uh, eventually are kind of disgorged from the turtle shell, <laughs> you just lay by the waves of bodies like you've been crowd surfed. Uh, outside to, uh, together eventually, and uh, bodies bar your way back in uh, to the the building. Pathetic! I don't understand. Like Reaper's gonna say as she's like dusting herself off. Pathetic! I don't understand why they don't just listen to the strongest one of them. <sighs> Part of me thinks that they all think they're the strongest one of them. <clears throat> you could easily settle it with a martial arts tournament. Oh gosh! You should set one up. Just, just imagine how long that would take, though. I mean, we're talking single elimination, double elimination, quadruple. Single elim- elimination, every fight to the death. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Uh, and and is it okay to use like you know maybe if something fell down from above onto the fighting space, is it safe to use that? Is that allowed? Absolutely. A true warrior must be aware of their surroundings at all time. Okay, so we're not no no items rule. Got it there. Okay, uh. and there might be as many platforms as you want. The stage could be as wacky as you need. Look, I I understand the appeal. I do want to do fighting. That does seem very cool. But if it's one on one, that means I can't come in and help if you're getting hit. And I feel really bad if I see someone get hit and I don't jump in. Tag teams are an option. Obviously, you. <gasps> oh, maybe my tag team partner is darkness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but I could also be your tag team partner. Hmm. And Reaper's gonna. I might be able to throw more punches than the dark. Reaper's uh, like seems inquisitive, and then looks at your muscles and says, "This would be appropriate. I approve." Yeah. Now, we have to find this missing family and slay whoever made them missing. Noted. I assume, right? We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to kill them. If, if someone hurt them, we're going to kill I them, mean, right? I that's, mean, that's, that's an option. Uh, it, I mean, look, I would have to seek... I would have to seek guidance on what the correct thing to do in that situation is, but, you, you know... As long as we get the people back, it's all good. Yeah, I'm sure there's a riddle that you, you can consult in times like this. Oh, probably, probably. I, I can I can have a look for something that gives me some insight. Uh, <laughs> hmm, I'll I'll come I'll I'll come back I'll come back to you when I find I find the right uh, the right passage. <laughs> you always got that Bible verse in the chamber, you know. Yeah. Well, well. See, the the riddle snake says, um, "The shorter I am, the bigger I am. What am I? A temper. <laughs> you see, <laughs> could just be a bad temper. Could could be that you don't actually want to kill the people. Don't let your temper rule you. See, it's insights. Your book confuses me. That it should. That it should. Divine wisdom often does come in in forms that are, are you know, take some time to, to, to comprehend. I was once like you. The confusion people feel when they hear your book makes it stronger? 
Well, that's where its power comes from. It is the the uh, the complex and and uh, and and deep nature of the words contained within it is where the power of it comes and from. From my understanding, it is understood that the uh, the riddles the real snake operates in mysterious waves. So it's important to you know. Uh, <laughs> To pay heed to them. Kill you. Uh, <laughs> I'm kill you with my bare hands. You, you agree to this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm going to work so hard to have applicable riddles ready for every situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have an index. You're just flipping through things like uh, nothing under fire, nothing under fighting. Ah, something here underneath figs. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, that always happens when I'm looking for like, a, is there a Bible verse about fire ants? Hold on, let me let me check this. There's a, a lot of re- resources you can find really obscure stuff. I mean, look, if you just Google a single word and riddle, there's a riddle for fucking everything. Um, all right, so you all head out uh, from the big turtle shell in the direction of the Cape Heart family vent. Uh, on your way there, uh, you you know pass a number of other claims. Like there's some you know purple uh, particulates streaming up from a from a, a vent. You see uh, some people like l- looking around, just like uh, trying to case the joint, try to find events. This is like a gold rush, but it's uh, the, the these uh, you know bo- on the seafloor. These these uh, you know these things that spit up all this material. Um, in, in real life, uh, there's entire, uh, ecosystems that grow around these they are like, uh, microorganisms and worms and stuff who live on and in these vents. It's a, a really interesting area. Not, not, not just hydrothermal vents. I mean, yeah, they, that's the, that is what's going D- on. Yeah. D- yeah. There's different words you're looking for. No, I, okay. Yeah. But I, what's interesting about that is cool. that, uh, in our world, right. That, that there has to be real physics. So it is, uh, you know, coming from, uh, uh, deeper into the earth in this world of magic there doesn't necessarily have to be a science explanation of why uh you know uh, valuable spices or healing stuff is coming out it can just be like there's a well of healing stuff mm-hmm. in the sea C- floor okay yeah yeah like a reservoir there's a reservoir that's pumping right, stuff absolutely out. yeah uh so you're okay. so you're passing all of these and you come to a pretty dark uh deep trench um, and you can't see the bottom. It just seems like it dips off into darkness, and you think this is where the Cape Heart Cape Hearts set up their operation. Can I like kick a rock into the crev- uh, crevasse? Absolutely, you kick a little rock, and it falls and falls and falls. And uh, by the time it hits something, it's too far away for you to hear. I'm Reaper is uh, visibly excited of the idea of submerging <laughs> into darkness. <laughs> Barbella's not gonna not gonna think to do it, but if you do it, like she will jump in with no no questions asked about what what the consequences are. I was gonna say, like, is there signs of like a settlement or a plate or like a, a dwelling nearby, or is it just we see the vent and there's nothing else around? An incredible question. You need to give me a survival check. Oh no, survival! <laughs> to look for signs and portents. All right, I, I'm very bad at this. Yes, I am very bad at that. I rolled a one, not a natural one. I rolled a three with a negative two. I rolled a twenty-two. Wow, the group succeeds, both above fifteen. So you all look around. 
um, and you see uh, signs of a struggle. That's the first thing. Uh, you see what appear to be multi-legged uh, people who uh, seem to be entangled in some way. There's like drag marks uh, reminiscent of some kind of fight. Um, so definitely there are signs here of something that went on. And with the 22 Reaper, you find something. Oh, what do I find? You find a small metal pin shaped like a banana. Our fruit warrior is near. Or captured. <laughs> One of the two. Or was just passing by. <laughs> they might have been in the area. 